Hey, this is Chuck, and you are listening to Fans with Bands, the podcast where we talk to the fans and the bands they dig about life, music, and whatever the hell else we want to talk about. Today on Fans with Bands, we're talking to Von Kaiser. Check it out. There we go. Hey, this is Chuck with Fans with Bands, and I'm talking to David and Kaylin of Von Kaiser. How are you guys doing? Woo-hoo. Woo! Pretty good. Doing good. Thanks. Uh, excellent. Fantastic. And we've got a fan, Joe. Joe, how are you doing, man? I'm doing well. Thank you. Awesome. Guys. Awesome. So cool for all <laughs> you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining and being on Fans with Bands. I really appreciate it. So my buddy Tommy from Slumlord Radio, who, who I guess is like... Uh, just said hi, by the way. Just oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> They're kind of like... Uh, you guys are sweet mates, I guess, as far as like a uh, practice uh, facility. Right. Yeah. yeah, they share. we share a, a spot here. That's yeah. fun. And so he was telling me, he's, like, he's been great because he's told me about a couple other bands too, like Epsia and, um, gosh, I'm blanking out on the other one. But it's okay but, because we don't know anyone. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, you got to check out Von Kaiser. I think you'll dig it. And I'm like, all right, cool. You know, so I went and uh, listened to your music and I was like, wow, this is really cool. I mean, it's it, like, so I'm obviously an old dude. It threw me back to like being in, uh, when I was in high school, like that's when MTV started. Mission and, accomplished. <laughs> and I right? immediately thought of that, like MTV days. I was like, wow, this is really cool. Like when I first heard like Tears for Fears or Depeche Mode or Duran Duran. And in some instances, I, I kind of get like a, a feeling of Tangerine Dream. Um, yeah. But hey. uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was like, wow, this is super cool. So uh i was like yeah i gotta get you guys on here so have you heard of that genre before synth wave have you heard that word before no never that's awesome it's, yeah. it's awesome to hear when someone has never heard the, the term before. yeah i was like in the right. car like, he knows all about it he's been a fan of the genre for a long time of many different artists and so i, I had to i had to google it because i was yeah. like the, what is it because it also reminds me a little bit when i first got an xbox and like i don't know when it was that 90s um um, maybe 2000s, but um, there's some, you know, there's some of those uh, games, especially driving games, had some really cool music in them, and some had that kind of synth mu- synth music in there as well. Um, so I was yeah. just curious, like, how did the band, get, how did you guys get started, and how did you get into this music? Because you're clearly not old enough to be, have been born in the 80s. <laughs> Uh, we'll wow. take the fifth on that one but <laughs> <laughs> uh you know obviously just like a, a a love of the aesthetic for me i've always you know been into to the retro 80s vibe ever since i first knew that it was a music genre you know i used to just kind of hum or have in my head the soundtrack of commercials from my childhood you know yeah and uh I've been in rock bands for years and uh, wanted to do something different. And uh, really a lot of the people that I was making music with uh, didn't really understand what Synthwave was about or what, what I wanted to do. And I knew I needed to team up with someone different. Yeah. Uh, and then that's kind of Kalen kind of came into the fold. Um, you yeah. Know. So David had been in several projects before a lot of like rock and pop punk and stuff like that. And um, so he was, they were, you know, starting this project and asked if I wanted to, you know, take a look at the genre. I got sent some 
FM 84 and the midnight as like a precursor as to like, Hey, this is, you know, basics of vocal synth wave. And, those, and I was like, those Whoa, are, those yeah, are those are big artists, artists sort in, of the in, genre. Our, in our genre. So okay. I was like, this is crazy. Like it reminds me of my childhood. I want to do this. This is awesome. And, uh, and, and Von Kaiser was born. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just like that. And I mean, we did a, a music video. I think it was within like the first three weeks that Kaylin was around. We did one yeah. song in a video called dead by dawn. And that was Von Kaiser's first works, really. Uh, and then we just kind of went to work on a record after that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we used to have a, a four, we were a four piece when we started. Uh -huh. um, and we had a live drummer uh, and another guitar player who was going to play saxophone as well. And the more people that were involved, the more difficult it was to capture that aesthetic, that sort of. Yeah electronic feel almost mm -hmm. that sort of old disco meets old 80s with a little bit of rock guitar over the top of it but not like a full 80s rock band you know it's yeah something yeah different. and so yeah. we found the best way to do it was less with less people involved <laughs> <laughs> believe it or not yeah. well you know there's uh, you know uh i went to this show it was called duo fest and it was all duos um and it I, you guys would have fit in there perfectly, not, you know, necessarily because there was a bunch of different synth bands there, but um, because of the fact that, <laughs> that, well, there's that, yeah, that two people can generate a ton of music, right? And um, especially like with your music, the different layerings and, and the textures that are there in there. I was listening to Animals, which I think that came out just recently, like end of May. Is that correct? Yeah, of, of last, last year. year. Yep. Last year, yeah. And, um, you know, like there's that song, um, Poison Was the Cure and uh, Future... Da, 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 da. Future Sight. Sight, yeah, Future Sight, yeah. thanks. <laughs> and I really, d you know, I love those tunes. Um, the whole thing, the whole album was awesome. Um, but I was curious, like, what's the writing process for you guys like how did you go about creating those tunes oh <laughs> well <clears throat> traditionally um we used to work uh, as a three-piece until recently and and the way it used to work was sort of a bit forensic and uh, uh, uh people would be running around kind of putting in beats and then be like, hey, what is, you know, what do you think of this? And then someone would be on the keyboard doing something. And, you know, usually what happens is for no talent purpose at all, just it just happens. But I get these ideas that come into my head. Uh -huh. They just sort of pop in there. He'll be showering or like sleeping and wake up in the night and be like, huh, and go in the closet, <laughs> whistle something into his phone. Like I like capture it into my phone, but it's like the universe is handing me the melody. I'm not creating. I almost feel guilty sometimes because I'll be like taking credit for writing this song someone really likes. And I'll be, I'll be like, yeah, I wrote that one on the can after <laughs> a particularly bad event with Taco Bell or something. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. And someone will say that that is the song that got me through the week and i'm like it got me through that five minutes you know well, it's, it's funny because um he had this vibe going you mentioned future sight he had this vibe in his in his head and we kind of put you know the beats and we put some synths in and he he was uh kind of he'll go and and 
kind of sing that melody that he'll get in his head that he's blessed with, right? Great, but great. a lot of times he'll just sing random you know, words. But you guys can mute me if you want, like background noise. Hey, it's Gary Wade, Cedar Gary. Point. Cedar Point. <laughs> Are you standing by the raptor, Gary? Can you hear us, Gary? Well, we can hear him. I think yeah. he might have <laughs> muted all of us. No, I, you can hear me, right? I don't think he can hear us. We can hear you. I don't think yeah. he can hear all of us. Yeah, no. Well, anyway. it looks like he is at Cedar Point. Yeah, he's in front of the <laughs> That's amazing. He's over yeah. there. Awesome. The That's awesome. Um, so anyway, so he, he had this, you know, tune or whatever, and he had just throwaway words. We call them throwaway words where he'll just be like, I see the world. I see the world. I see the world. Right. So he's. Yeah. This, and he, he writes that in there and he determines that this is not a song for him hands it over to me i go in the other room write out some verses like in an hour come back and and i'm like i just like that throwaway chorus i like those words let's just keep that just kept that and oh, wow. i kind of wrote verses that kind of went with a you know overall like vague idea of it yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's an interesting process, I guess. But I just thought that it's kind of funny that throw, sometimes the throwaway stuff is some of the best stuff. But we That's don't, fun. we don't get, we don't conventionally go into a room either. Like, a you know, a lot of live artists or bands could get into a room and they'll put a bunch of synthesizers together or whatever and, and microphones and they'll just start yeah. going for it. I mean, we kind of do that, but it's, it's more organized, I guess. The writing process when I was in bands was always like, all right, drummer, here's my idea. And I'll just yeah. play it out, you know, and then they start jamming on it. But that whole aspect is gone from this. And that is sometimes I miss that, but, but I guess in the way writing is so much more organized, like I can experiment in a way I've never been able to experiment in any other music genre because of the instant ability to put something into the computer and hear it back. Yeah. And it starts to shape the song, you know, quickly. So it's yeah, definitely yeah. allowed us to churn out songs quickly. <laughs> I would imagine it would be like fairly liberating because you can, you know, you can basically manufacture any sound that you want um, right. yeah. and, and go from there and see where it takes you. Do you do any of that kind of experimentation where you're just kind of like, like, so like, you know, you mentioned you were coming up with a, a particular melody. Do you ever have anything where you're trying to like, I want to see what this does if I, put a synth on this and then like, you know, I don't know, modulate it somehow. So it's like, yeah. So, um, something that, I mean, it's not released yet. It's actually on our upcoming album, um, that we'll announce soon, but, <laughs> um, just working on some, some new songs. Uh, I had this idea. I had watched this documentary about the different noises in the universe, right? The different sounds and how they interact and the different frequencies and, um, about like stars making certain frequencies and oh, you yeah. record them and get those sounds. And I thought that those sounds sounded like whales. And so I was like, what if we just got some humpback whale sounds and put them in this song and kind of like stretched them out a little bit to make them sound like ethereal. Which sounds cool. easy, but it's not to get it to work. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Often she'll she, often she'll have these ideas and want to try them, and we have to sort of filter. <laughs> I'm like, I want star sounds. And right. He's like, well, where are we supposed to find those? Like, what does that even mean? You know, right. what does a star sound like exactly? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, like for for just for experimentation's sake, like there's a we do synth solos all the time, and we'll take the synthesizer and run it through like a guitar amp plugin. 
yeah. to kind of make it have a little granular edge to it. So it doesn't just sound like beep, boop, boop, you know, right, right. like that are fun to do, but <laughs> hold on. Look at Gary. Gary looks like Cisco Somebody's right now. Screaming in those. I, I muted Gary. He was uh, a little close to the, <laughs> I wonder if it's just the roller coaster. You know, Joe, Joe's picture is, I think he's got his phone. I think he in got his it hand. set in his car. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but at any rate, um, yeah, I mean, it is liberating to be able to just sort of throw anything we want, because essentially we're writing the record or the music in the studio while the record's being made, you know, right, right. Not, not somewhere else and then bringing it to record, which is the old traditional way. Yeah. And so, um, you know, when you're when you're doing that recording process and um, and working on on the music um, and then you get the you know, the final product, you've got your your last album. Uh, animals and the rest of your catalog of music. Is there uh, any particular songs that you just like love for some reason? And if so, what are they and why? Oh boy. Oh. Um. We we do this a lot. Kind of like <laughs> Joe's background. Like sometimes it's like we don't even know what the other person's favorite song is. Like, I like I've always had an affinity with the song Glossy. It's off an EP we put out. Um, it was the first thing we'd released after we did our first record, Landline. And uh, and I don't know, it was just the beginning of sort of a new production style that we were entering into. And um, and I just like the way the song goes off. But I mean, that was my favorite song up until there's another one on this new record that's about to come out. It's taken it over. Yeah. So, I mean, that changes all the time for me. Um, for Kayla and I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's a few songs. I actually really like Glossy as well. I had a friend of mine um, who told me that it's pretty popular in the quote-unquote Fiero community because uh, it oh. mentions Fiero. It's a lyric about driving a Fiero around. Yeah. Yeah. There's playlists for Fiero owners. For Fiero owners, and it's on the playlist. And I was like, well, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I think uh, one song that I wanted to bring back onto our sets, Amber, uh, I really like. And that one came from... Uh, based on the movie um the running man um, oh oh yeah that was yeah cool. yeah and uh kind of from the point of view of the character amber was the girl that just gets kind of thrown into everything and is like <laughs> oh no i'm stuck in this thing um and just like tying it into my own life experiences and throwing it into that into the lyrics of that song too um and just i really like how it became you know it's a back and forth. So I sing the, the verses on that and David sings the choruses on that. And it's a, it's a back and forth between the two characters. So cool. it's, yeah, it's, it's a play in that movie and it's, but it's also got, you know, listenable lyrics that aren't just, oh, I'm a movie song. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just regurgitating, um, uh, movie lines or whatever. Right, yeah, like, I'll right. be back, you know. Yeah. <laughs> also, Arnold is in that movie. Yes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you guys have mentioned the, the new album. When uh, do you have a target date for the for that album? Somebody actually managed to get the record to come out on her birthday, which Yay. is November fourth. Oh, awesome! Very, very cool. Uh, and what's it called? Uh, it's called "The End Is the Beginning." Cool. And uh, 
we'll be officially announcing it um, probably middle of next month with Excellent. some with some preview stuff. Some um, artwork. Yep. Nice. Uh, it, so yeah, it's officially being announced on on air tomorrow on a different interview. Cool. Uh, with just somebody, it's a friend of, of, of actually everyone that's also in this chat on the Zoom call right now. Uh, but she's um, she's a DJ out of Seattle that's um, that kind of asked to reveal it. So she's she's doing the opening, sort of giving away the name of the record and stuff on there. But by the time awesome. this happens, that'll be yeah. that'll have happened. So that already happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But not <laughs> not to take it away that we didn't want to announce it on here. We're just we haven't been talking about it at all really, just because it's it's just gone to mastering and uh and we've just finished it up it's 11 songs nice. uh and yeah i mean we're we're i think this could be our best work excellent yeah. I, I so just out of curiosity how do you feel um i mean did you uh, try to expand your um repertoire like how do you feel this album is going to stack up against what you've already done where do you think that it's advanced for you guys. We don't know. <laughs> it's very, it's very different, and yet at the same time, very similar. It sounds like a mix of all three. I think, yeah, it sounds like. like a mix of the past three albums, but in like a, a new way, a new spin on those things. So we're hoping people like it, um, but at the same time, we're really proud of it already. It's like we don't have. I don't know if you, you probably talked to a bunch of artists that are like, well, you know, we're nervous about this. We hope people will like it or whatever. Right. We don't know if it's good. Like, hopefully it's good. And we, we think it's good. Yeah. We don't have awesome. Any, like this is the first time I think we both don't have that. Yeah. We, That's cool. It was just easier to agree on everything. I think with fewer cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. You know? Well, and I, maybe it's uh, a factor of two, you know, just the yeah. building confidence in your abilities. Right. And as far as songwriters to come up with, I mean, not to say that you didn't feel that confidence early on, but there's a certain level of maturity that comes along when you're like, all right, I know that we're making great music. And so yeah. this is it. So I mean, we hope that people yeah. will like it. We, Clearly, we, we hope, care. Right. We don't not know. Not to be like blase and say we don't yeah, care. Yeah, no. we're amazing now. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel, I think for us, for us to be happy was something we were putting on the back burner in the past. Yeah. For all of us to be happy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, it's, tough. it's tough to find that footing but with two of us it's less tough as it <laughs> right awesome um so uh let's see gary joe uh i don't know if you guys have you're both muted right now uh you can unmute if you want to but if you have i don't know if you guys have any questions you want to ask is there a chat that they can they can write there is a chat yeah let's do that hey everyone at, at cedar, cedar point, point. just want to say hi hi gary <laughs> Uh -huh. yeah, questions. It never is. Hey, can you guys hear me? Yeah. How you doing? I'm at Cedar Point. It's a little noisy, so you can mute me if it's loud. That's no, you sound good. Yeah. Uh, I just didn't want to miss out, so I'm gonna let my kids ride the Blue Streak one time, and I'm gonna <laughs> the second time with them. That's awesome. <laughs> That's classic. The blues. Okay, I'll make the exit. No, I was listening to Chuck. Uh, those, those are great, great questions, similar to what I would ask. Looking forward to the release. Awesome. Uh, Gary, do you have any other questions you want to ask him real quick? Uh, you guys are playing again soon, right? Uh, yep. Live. Where, where at again? We're in Philadelphia this weekend. Okay. That's a little it's, far for me, but 
close yeah. in, in Michigan in Michigan again soon though? Uh yes. We're just holding on the date, but it'll be in September. We have a September date coming. We're just holding to announce until after this weekend. Okay. I just yeah, I've been really busy, a lot of crazy stuff going on. Like I went through a divorce and then like we got back together even though we're divorced, so it's just been crazy. Holy cow, That's Gary. Crazy. Holy cow. Yeah, I think you're I think you're off the hook from the synth wave community. <laughs> We're actually heading to Cedar Point on Friday, uh, believe it or not. We're going to really? stop there on our way through to Philly. Yeah, because we got we got to cut the drive in half. So, awesome. I like live here. I've been going here like once a week. So, but I've always loved this place and been coming here a lot. I know you guys like it too. Oh yeah, yeah it's like the most classic '80s in my mind. Like going there and riding the Demon Drop when I was a kid. Uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's at, if you ever want to ride that ride again, it's at their other park, Dorney Park. Is it really? It's in Pennsylvania. Actually, it's by Philadelphia. Wow. I might have to look that up. I might have to look that up for Sunday. It's in Dorney Park. So it's their other park. It's a Cedar Fair Park. If you, had a, if you had a platinum pass, you'd be able to use that to get into that park also. Huh. That's uh, cool. I don't know that. Yeah. Chuck's like, this has been real. He's been taken over by Cedar Point. Oh. No, it's awesome. Because I, I won't, I won't uh, interfere too much. But yeah, if you want to ride the Demon Drop again, which I did not that long ago at that park, and it was really nostalgic yeah. for me. I love that. Is there other rides? There's other rides and stuff there too? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's like a small version of Cedar Point, but it's cool. You know? Yeah. There's like a small version of the Magnum there, like a small version of this. And it's, it's oh, a the Magnum. I, I would recommend it. It's fun. Yeah, I'll definitely have to look it up when we're crossing through because we don't have anything yeah. going on that next day. So. Thanks, Gary. Yeah, no problem. It's probably a little bit better than Michigan's Adventure. I would rate it just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, Chuck, you, that, you know where that is, right? Yeah, That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've been to like half or more of the Cedar Fair parks. Uh, I The second best, or maybe a tie, would be like Kings Island and uh, that Huckleberry, and, whatever. Can't, can't. Canada's Wonderland was really, really good. I, I would rate that second. Uh, Don't or, they have one that's or, like Huckleberry something? That's like a, another uh, one. Uh, um, I just went there. Uh, I went out to California <laughs> um, to go there. Knott's Berry Farms. And, uh, yeah, Knott's Berry Farms. That's yeah. it. I just yeah. went there, actually. It was pretty good. Um, I, I went to Six Flags Magic Mountain there, too, because that's like the Cedar Point of the West out there. Yeah. Gary, you're a junkie. Yeah, man. I Holy am. cow. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take this over or anything. No, it's awesome. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> Thanks for reaching out, man. I yeah, that's awesome. I had no idea that there was like a small Cedar Point in Pennsylvania. I didn't either. Yeah. I know we did know that there were some parks spread around, but I didn't yeah. know. Yeah. 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 Wow, that's awesome. I haven't been to Cedar Point in forever. Yeah, you can find a map of like other parks, just type in like Cedar Fair Parks and that Canada's Wonderland is in Toronto. So, I mean, it's really not too far, but yeah. uh, that's, that's a lot of fun. That's a great, yeah, we, we always try to hit Cedar point as we go out East for shows. It's yeah. kind of like become a tradition now. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like an hour and 15 minute drive for me. So I'm here like once a right. week usually in the summer. Awesome. It's four and a half for us, which yeah. cuts Pennsylvania <laughs> nice in half. Perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> It's I was like going to say, that's a good stopping point. It's one, of the only, it's one of the only perks to living in Ohio and all the cornfields. <laughs> There's Cedar Point. Just shining. Maybe Columbus. Columbus is okay. He's got a point. 
Yeah. Cleveland's similar to Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Columbus is pretty cool. I've been there. A couple yeah, times. I like, nice. I like Columbus a lot. It's awesome. Yeah. We plan to play there soon. It's just trying to find the right show. Yeah, I saw us. you. I saw you guys there. Um, in Columbus. That's right. You're right. That's right. Yeah, with yeah, your brother. Yeah, your brother. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So I, I have a question for like all you guys. Really, it's like so. Like, what is the synth wave community like? Like, um, how? Um, I guess, like, you know, what is it like for you guys as a band that's, you know, having a supportive community? I got, I got it. It's got to be uh, great, but I'm just wondering, like, do, do they help, you know, with getting shows and connecting out to other, you know, countries and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. I mean, yeah. yes, it's in short. Yeah. Honestly, I, I, I've been in music for 20 years playing live, and I have never encountered fans that care so much about what's going on in a genre as much as this one. I've also seen, you know, I've also seen um, people be super petty in our genre, but, (laughs) but I think like that's every music genre because it's people and that people are that way. But as a whole, I feel like it's just so much more positive. It's positive and personal. It's yeah. It's like, but everyone listens to synthwave in a, in a, in like a different way, but most always it's either driving or relaxing or, Uh Like people either put it on to study without yeah. vocals or they put it on to chill to with it. And some people like it driving down the road. Like it's a big driving thing. Synthwave is synonymous with like sports cars and rad racer, you know, right. like the outrun game on the Sega. Like it's all attached to that. The original genre before it was synthwave was just referred to as outrun, which was music that just sounded like the Sega video game. Oh, really? Wow, that's crazy. But yeah, I mean, like people like Gary and Joe, I mean, we've met them in person before. You know, they both, uh, in places that we've been at, they've been there and they're not even from that town. Yeah. You know, it's a love for that genre and the music because it's so small, you know? Right. right. I think that's why, because it's a postage stamp size genre, you get a lot more personalities to interact with as fans. Um, yeah. Because it's more special, you know? Artists don't come off stage and get mobbed by 2,000 people. It's only like maybe a 20. Right. So it's nice. Yeah. And you kind of are allowed to develop like a, you know, personal relationship with your fans as opposed to yeah. just a mass. We so you, you brought up a interesting thing, David, and it's a question I wanted to ask other people and just totally zoned out on. But um, how do you guys like to consume, you know, not just your music, but um, other music that you like? Um, is it, you know, sitting at home listening to um, an album or is it, you know, in your car or, you know, while you're out, you know, taking the dog for a walk? What What's your, uh, what's yours? You I know? mean, personally, I, I find new music when I'm working out or when I'm driving. Um, I usually don't listen to music when I'm working because I'm super easily distracted. Mm-hmm. And I'll hear a synth line that I like, or I'll, you know, not even synth wave. I'll hear a line that I like, or a vocal that I like. And I'm like, who is this? What's going on? And then I'm adding <laughs> a playlist and I'm not, and then I'm not working anymore. So right. I, I don't really listen to music when I'm working, but a lot of people do like the synth wave in general. I, I, a lot of people I've talked to say, oh yeah, I, I listen to this synth wave playlist and a lot of it's no vocals. So it makes it easier for people to listen to at work because it's not offensive, you know? So yeah. Well, there, well, word suggests things in your mind. Right, right. And perhaps you don't have the way 
to keep working while you're hearing words you right. know it can be distracting if you're writing an email for instance yeah and a song going and you've never heard it before right you know it's putting words in your head like talking <laughs> while you're trying yeah. to count or something you know i've right. written random words in emails before so you know it's not... <laughs> it happens <laughs> i have to go guys but i just want to say that yeah synthwave is a great genre and you know when i meet somebody that actually listens to it like i do um it's like there's a bond or something it's like oh my god there's somebody else that listens to this but what's cool is it's like it's global you know it's it's just yeah. because it's not local doesn't mean that it's not global so you know with right. the, help, the help of the internet and and you know platforms like this or whatever you know people can connect and and share the love for the genre which is great because you, you haven't really seen that before you know it's like it's just the internet just you know social media it's more and more common yeah it is awesome. but uh i gotta go i'm Harry, looking forward for to the release on, man. we appreciate you popping in and saying hi buddy yeah i'm gonna try to make it to a live show i'm gonna try my best even i gotta take a vacation day or whatever cool we'll, we'll make it worth your while buddy just let us know okay Talk to you later. <laughs> yeah take care gary thanks gary you too bye awesome and we've got another fan kb kb can you can you hear me i see you're muted but it could be having yeah it could be having some technical difficulties um or it could be um we've had a couple i'll just warn you we've had a couple of trolls every once in a while because i you know just put that out there as far as a link and so it, it can it can get stray when we had this guy yeah, we, from we, we can take it if that is. yeah it's well this guy was he was actually totally cool but he was uh he was uh promoting his um wrestling in uh, montgomery alabama <laughs> <laughs> like a backyard wrestling event yeah. oh boy <laughs> it was it was it was pretty get your music out of the way i've got something more yeah. important <laughs> there's gonna be barbed wire yeah he was, he was like, this is Big Big John. Uh, shit, I can't remember his name. But Big John from Montgomery, Alabama. Shepler's Wrestling, that's how it was. <laughs> and he just hopped on? Like, yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> so I another question I have for you guys, Von Kaiser. Is that from Punch-Out? You got it. All right. Whew. Yeah, I was like, worried. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people don't catch that, so you know, you did. <laughs> yeah, well, I remember playing Punch Out, um, you know, uh, and never. Well, I don't think I ever um, was able to defeat Mike Tyson, but um, I do remember Von Kaiser that that character. <laughs> That's awesome. So, do, like, um, we talked a little bit about like how uh, we meant you or David. You mentioned Sega. Um, do you have your has any of your music made into the video game so far not anything triple a or big um from from the standpoint of like on console but we have had a song on a mobile game uh in russia <laughs> excellent that, that a lot of people found us through that yeah um it was what was the name of that game called uh it was called something Race, like, music racer. music racer so you could it was kind of like um like Guitar Hero, but like for cars, yeah. you hit certain, you know, dots on it and it would continue playing the song. Otherwise and... the song wouldn't play. And yeah. so we were the oh. opening track 
for the menu. Yeah, for the menu and everything. And, and every then, yeah, you could play the actual song in the game too. So we we put the video on YouTube yeah. and half the comments on it are in Russian. And we're like, what is this? They didn't realize what was going on, right? Yeah. But I think they took it out now because we asked them to like give us a like attribution and like, yeah, you know, rights or pay, pay royalties on it. Yeah. So they just were using it. And they were like, nah. <laughs> they just took it out. I think when they oh. took it out, I mean, we don't know how to find it now, but yeah. Uh, I don't know. It was there for a long time, but I think it served its purpose. Right. At any rate. <laughs> but honestly, we, we, we've been a bit lax in submitting, I think, um, for consideration for sync licensing, stuff like that. So yeah. it's it, well, and many things are on the horizon for us to start doing more actively. Um, it, we're just trying to get better. I know that there's uh, definitely bands that have, you know, gotten like tons of um, uh, notice from you know, having just a single track on a video. Well, game. Yeah, like Goldfinger got a song on that Tony Hawk Pro Skater that came out on PS1 and that was like, or PS2. And yeah. that was it. I mean, they were off to the races after that as far as notoriety and stuff. Right. Not, not happening. Right. It's one thing. And your music would definitely fit into, you know, some some games for sure. I would, yeah. Awesome. I, we're just, like we said, we got, unless it's put in front of people, no one ever knows about it. And, and that kind of promotion engine is, I think, a difficult thing that every artist face right now yeah, is yeah. how do you get new listeners? How do you forge more fans? You know, and, yep. and like, you know, the, the one downside to our genre is because it's so small, we're splitting that fan base, yeah. you know, sort of all over the place. The only thing we have on our site, as far as live shows go, is that they're few and far between in our genre. Right. So as a result, people come to most of them because it's a rare event. Yeah. A lot of this stuff is just desktop artists who don't play out you know, studio artists. Yeah. So is it uh, difficult for you guys to like book tours uh, since it is kind of small or is it because of the demand so high that if they, if a band like yours is out, they're like, Oh shit, we got each you on this on the bill. It's probably a bit of both. We have a following that is probably good enough to tour on, but with somebody else. Right. You know, if we went out with another artist, we could probably do a good tour, but, for us, it has to be beneficial. Yeah. Um, in so much as like, you know, we tried to look at putting something together and if the venue is just a venue and they don't know anything about music genres, they're just booking the room. They don't yeah. care what comes through as long as people are there, you know? Right. It's kind of how it's becoming, unfortunately, is just a venue is just a room and whoever takes it over and puts a show on there, if it goes well, great, they'll have you back. But the venue itself isn't involved in caring about this about the music does that make yeah. sense yeah no that definitely makes sense because um i know that that's uh there's a facebook group uh called playing in or playing in detroit tonight or yeah i think that's what it is um jennifer westwood and her husband dylan um they put it they kind of started it but that was a reoccurring theme in there about like how to uh engage you know this is detroit centric but you know engage the music in, community and that was one thing is like having uh, venues that are more uh, actually interested in curating sounds right or bands and music right um, as opposed to like you said just being a room and you because then anybody in. it doesn't matter like if the venue wants you there it could be just because you put 200 bodies in there not because your music's good or anyone really cares about it right. i'm not saying that that isn't the case or yeah. that isn't happening you know but they don't care or will book anyone, but it feels that way. 
yeah and when you're trying to do that across the you know across the country yep even to... with even with a fan base it's tough it's just because you know fans can help with shows like you, you asked that question before yep and they have but i mean you're asking a fan to do something really that a manager would do and that's find a place you know put put a put you in contact with someone i mean yeah you know it's tough and especially post COVID, everything's weird and, and still everyone's navigating. <laughs> it still that. is. Yep. Yeah. You know? It definitely is. Starting to get back to normal, I think, but even in January, it was tough. Yeah. yeah. Earlier this year, I think it was still pretty weird, but I think now it's getting better. Um, Cause I've noticed that myself just going to the local, I go to, you know, a ton of local shows and it's definitely feeling, um, you know, I don't know if it's, you know, people just, tired of the pandemic or if it's just uh, i'll take people, the risk maybe <laughs> yeah or, or just getting comfortable and knowing that you know they're they've done what they need to do right um, right so um so as far as you know artists yourself who or like particular uh person or band um was an influence in you wanting to get into music or I, why don't you go first for once? Me? Yeah, you. are talking um, too much. Yeah, I talk so much. Um, well, I mean, me wanting to get into synthwave, I had never heard of it when I was asked to come in and, and sing on a track initially. So the first exposure that I had to synthwave was the Midnight FM 84. And I think, I don't know if like Michael Oakley and Nina. Nina might have been a shoes, a smaller artist at the time who's since probably quadrupled in size. So like blown up in that in that way. Um, but just I would say those are a lot of the bread and butter kind of artists of synthwave. Like well, everyone got you into them. music. Yeah. yeah. Oh, got me into music. Yeah. yeah overall. Oh, all yep. the way back to oh, the start. Well, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, baby. Um, yeah, you know, joining church choir and uh, I went to a, a small Baptist school um, in elementary and junior high and uh, we had mandatory choir class, whether you could oh. sing or not. And, uh, you know, I, I like to sing. So I was always singing. I was putting on, you know, sock puppet shows for my family and stuff. Awesome. <laughs> I would be singing in choir and the kids called me Mighty Mouse because I was always smaller than everyone else, but I'd be yelling, you know, I'd be like singing louder than everyone else. So that's, that's what got me into it. I started um, singing classically um, and I ended up going to school for, uh, for basically opera and musical theater for vocal. Oh, wow. Um, which you don't really know by this music, but <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of, that's kind of my deal. So, um, wow, cool. we, uh, used to host karaoke. Um, and so I started really getting, I mean, you get a lot of people singing eighties and early nineties music at karaoke. Yeah. So I started really getting into that style of music. Plus, you know, my parents, they're seventies kids. So, you know, listening to a lot of 70s and 80s music in that way so that's kind of more of like the influence that i felt more drawn to this genre of music as well so joining this band was kind of like i don't know coming home in a way that's cool so, very cool 
What about you? I saw MTV performance. I think it was the live video of Guns N' Roses doing Paradise City. And I just saw Slash standing there, like playing guitar, and all these people were just like, what, you know, like staring at him and yeah. blown away. And I was too. I, <laughs> I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> Whatever that is, I want to do that, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it was that simple. And I started playing guitar after that. And, you know, it's just funny now being a more of a lead singer. And now it's never anything I ever thought I would do. I only ever thought I would just be a guitar player, you know? Wow. That's all I was set out to do, I thought, you know? Yeah, that's wild. That's awesome, though. I love how it's, you know, Slash, because he's uh, such an iconic person, you know, in general. So that's cool. Especially like, <laughs> synonymous with the Les Paul. I mean, that was why I yeah. started those and wanted a Les Paul and saved up, bought a Les Paul studio, you know, on consignment. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just the old days. Or yeah, later, he, not consignment, sorry. He was sort of like the next generation, you know, because like, my um generation like the slash of that era was probably jimmy page and so right he's like the another less paul icon yeah <laughs> i mean the even the low slung you know aspect of it you know mm-hmm. give it a real low and so yeah that's cool that's awesome so i kind of like to go back and you know get into like a little bit more of that origin story in respect to like your first albums so like what was the first album that you bought or cd or cassette oh this one's gonna be good go ahead <laughs> say it i can see your face you can't but what is it the, the first uh i i bought well it was it was a single but it wasn't because it got a bonus track but it, it i didn't listen to that one i bought um christina aguilera's genie in a bottle <laughs> awesome um, <laughs> 13 and uh and then the next week i bought britney spears hit me baby one more time nice yeah really great (laughs) those are classics they really are (laughs) my first album was poison's flesh and blood oh really record i ever bought (laughs) wow followed by i think too fast for love by motley Crue. those are like my first two i was into all the hair metal like oh Awesome. Me right down, you know, I went right down the rabbit hole. Guns N' Roses <laughs> sort of started it, and then I was like listening to Rat after that, and I was like, Oh yeah, look at yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> like, my mom wouldn't let me grow my hair long, and it was a problem. <laughs> Ironically, I still don't have long hair. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so, what was the first concert you guys went to? Well, I haven't been to many. You've been a many. I yeah, I, I can't honestly remember if my first concert was Sticks or Journey. Um, mm. because I saw them within a week of each other and I can't remember which, but um they they came to Muskegon Summer Celebration. Oh cool. Uh, back in I don't know when that was. <laughs> it was I was in I think middle school or early high school and uh my mom was super sheltered so she wasn't allowed to go see sticks when she was a teenager so she saw they were coming in i loved sticks and i had their greatest hits and i had all the songs memorized and she's like do you want to see sticks and i'm like dennis de young yeah (laughs) (laughs) so so we went and it was it was awesome and we saw journey 
Um, I I can't remember who was the singer at the time because it wasn't Steve Perry and it wasn't the the Filipino guy. Um, yeah, it was the it was in between guy. I can't remember, but yeah. it was good. It was a good show and um, awesome. And uh, Foreigner opened for Journey. Oh, so it's sort of like a stacked '80s lineup right there. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. It's like a free oh, fair. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, fog hat. Oh, fog hat. Fog hat. Oh man, now you're not. Oh, now it's getting crazy. Yeah, it was good. It was, it was good. <laughs> I grew up in a very strict uh, religious home, and also we were poor, and also my parents were immigrants, and so we didn't ever go to any concerts. Uh, wow. I my first live show that I ever went to, besides my own like high school band shows that I put on. So yeah. I guess that would be the first actual thing I've ever concert was my own, but yeah, uh, uh, I was at Woodstock in 1999 in Rome, New York. Really? Why it happened? Oh my god! It was my first live show that I ever went to. <laughs> oh my god! And I was blown away. I mean, I got to see Dave Matthews Band at yeah. their peak, Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, Rage Against the Machine, Jamiroquai. I got to see Chemical Brothers and the Crystal Method do a set together. In oh a man tent. and it was beautiful yeah. and it was awesome and like i have never actually wanted to go to any more concerts since then kind of <laughs> but the I, truth is for me i'm a different breed like I, live shows for me are a stress uh because it's like a I, i've heard other professions talk about it in a similar way like uh football players can't go they know they're not comfortable going and watching other professional football player games yeah uh, because it makes them uncomfortable because they want to be down on the field. They want to be involved. Yeah. And like for me going and watching a live show, I'm watching the technical aspect. I'm listening to the sound. I'm watching if anything's fake. Yeah. Like I'll be like, that guy's not really playing. That guy's not really playing. You know, <laughs> this is a track. Yeah. And it just becomes like uh, one of those things at the bar where you, where you have two pictures next to each other. And you got to find the differences. Yeah. I'm yeah. spotting the differences instead of in, in being there for what it's for. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And that's right. the wrong reason. And so like, I just realized like, I love playing shows and I love watching shows that I've played at. Like I love yeah, watching yeah. other artists that I know, but for me, I have trouble, like my ADD has trouble turning off, relaxing and enjoying that. Yeah. You know? Well, so slightly similar, similar, but, um, I do concert photography too. And right. so sometimes it gets super hard for me to actually like engage with the music. Good. Like, because I also write about this show. So I have to kind of think about it, but there's sometimes when I'm, if work? I go to a show where I don't oh, have work. a, yeah. Then I, if I go to a show and I don't have a camera, I'm like, Oh, what am I supposed to do? You know? Right. And how to like get into it. Like I did that last night. I went and saw, um, Alice in Chains nice. and, um, I, it was, it felt weird a little bit until I got into the music and I was like, you know, it probably felt weird because of the singer. <laughs> Yeah, well, I love that dude. Um, what's his name? Shit, like I don't know. Uh, I don't know who replaced Lane Staley, but I heard he sounds close. Yeah, he does. He sounds close. He's got uh, um, good stage presence. I mean, he's different from Lane, but um, yeah. Uh, and I feel super well, he's privileged sober to start, which helps. You know. Yeah, and but, he's um, you know, they've they've done the whole album like post Lane with him. Right. Yeah, um, and. I, Damn it. I wish I could remember his name. But it was a um, good show. Yeah, it was great. It was fantastic. But you didn't have a camera. Nope. Uh, I, but all my uh, photography buddies were there. They were like 
shooting from the, we were up by the, we were, it was at Pinab over by the, you know, you know where the sound stage is there or where the mixing console is like we're dead yeah, center yeah, in the back, right? Yeah. Um, and they were all shooting from the, the soundboard. So they were all behind me like, Hey, <laughs> how come you're not shooting? Well, I just, sometimes you don't want to shoot. <laughs> I feel like Joe comes on and comes off and I can yeah. hear him and then he's, and then he's we lose him. Yeah. I think he's having some connection problems and or he was sure. waiting to talk. I don't know which one, but maybe yeah. not. Yeah. We'll see if he pops back in. Um, so, uh, KB, do you have any questions that you wanted to ask? You can do it through the chat if you can't. If your audio is not working. He just sends a thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I'm good. Let's see. Nope, I don't see anything wrong. All right. So, if you guys could go play anywhere in the world, um, where would you go play? And if you had a band that you or bands that you wanted to be on the bill with, um, who would that be? I would love to play on a cruise ship. Nice. I just think that would be sweet. Yeah. It'd be like such a captively weird experience to just then be stuck with the rest of the, the crowd for the weekend, maybe. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, like yeah, right. to walk around and like talk to all the people that saw the show or maybe you play twice. I don't know. Yeah. I thought that would be kind of a cool experience. I would love to do that with some like people are of similar size to us yeah. in our genre, maybe, and, and who are coming up and, and trying to carve out their little piece of this. You know, it'd be cool to get some of those together and do something maybe with one biggie to help, to help push it. I don't know who that would be. <laughs> <laughs> But I bet Squirrel or Kaylin would rather, uh, uh, her nickname is Squirrel, to me anyway. Because <laughs> she's always busy and she's always running up trees. <laughs> Probably got a different location. Probably anywhere warm, honestly. Literally anywhere warm. I want to play in <laughs> Vegas in the summer. I want to play in Miami. I want to play in yeah. Ibiza. I want to play in bougie places. Because we played like, <laughs> like last week, we played outside. And it was supposed to be an outdoor event and it rained all day and we played anyway. Yeah. And they had us go on. They had a, we couldn't believe it. 59 degrees. Oh. And Windy. And there's people. And there's people. They're, really? Yeah. yeah. We're like, wow. what? I mean, what is happening? <laughs> there's a dune cloud coming over the hill. It looks like Mordor. And, and we're out there. Nice. People are just yeah. eating ice cream in the yeah. wind. I'm like, um, it's real cold. How are you eating ice cream? What is this? <laughs> Oh, man. together and like i mean stuff was soaked i could not believe how wet everything was yeah. oh my gosh unbelievable but yeah that's crazy you uh i thought of a question i wanted to ask and i forgot um you mentioned the oh joe's back maybe we can talk to joe too um who does the uh artwork for you guys depends on the day it does <laughs> Well, for animals, because I, I really love that cover. David did that cover. I did that one. Yeah. Really? Nice. Yeah. Love it. Some of it sometimes. He does some graphic art. He's got some history in that. He used to do that as a job. I used to actually lift fruit off backgrounds for Myers Publications, you know, the coupons. Yeah. So I had a job just sitting there, <laughs> taking bananas off, put them on the paper. I was building the website at the time, but like they... It wasn't enough work, so I'd just do this other work wow. for, the, for the photo department. 
and they'd be like you can do that and i was like yeah just give it to me and i was lifting all their stuff and creating the circulars so when you started to see like pumpkins sort of flown on the side and do all this 3d decorative stuff that was me back in the, back in the early 2000s of meyer but you awesome. also he also was out in LA working on it was, yeah. websites for movies like the Scooby Doo movie. She's gonna oh, throw yeah. she's throwing me she's basically tossing tossing me out here. <laughs> me out he knows to about not play things. it down. He's, he knows about things. That's awesome. <laughs> I do know about some things, but yeah. But yeah, so, so yeah, I don't we we've collaborated with some artists before. Yeah. Um our Ghost of Miami cover was done by an artist in Finland, uh, a good friend of ours in Michigan, a photographer. Um, he shot some of the images that we used for the landline cover and for the glossy cover. Dave Allen. Yeah, his name is David Allen. Um, nice. And he's a friend, um, you know, that we see from time to time. But but at any rate, the animals cover and the end is the beginning. The next one's coming out. Or I've, I've done both of those. Um, so, awesome. I mean, that's just the trend right now. Yeah, no, that's well, very cool. We just end up kind of having these ideas. And so sometimes it's best if I can visualize it and it's either off the beaten path or weird enough that it may be by making it myself, it kind of captures what we were going for in the recording process, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. on this last one, like, because yeah. this album is bonkers a little bit. <laughs> like, I mean, there's songs about werewolves. There's songs about aliens. There's songs about love it's bonkers because it goes all over the place song 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 and That's you wouldn't funny. know it like you'll just be like oh listen around you know come from a love song into that and it won't jar you you'll just realize that that's what we're talking about <laughs> like, oh, all right, like, oh, weird. All right. Yeah, okay yeah <laughs> that's kind of what i like uh you know i'll be honest i had not listened to a bunch of synth wave and i didn't really know what it was until um researched you guys but um that's what I like about the music that I've listened to so far is that um, it it a lot you can like kind of develop your own uh, imagery to it you know for yourself as you're listening and it also has that um, aesthetic of being sort of um, like you mentioned jar or you know not being jarring but I found a lot of it be to be like super uplifting like yeah. never really felt like bummed out or sad about any of the music even if some of it could be on a sad topic it always felt like sort of like hopeful or and or like super uplifting um do you guys feel that way as well it, is it do you yeah you try to make musical, it that way it's a musical yeah. vacation i mean it's meant to be i don't know it, it, you can sing sad synth music Mm -hmm. yeah. exists but I mean, we've got some songs that i would say are a little sad especially on the ghost of miami record and there's there's a couple on animals too but, there are. um but yeah i think maybe it's just the vibe of it that makes it not feel so depressing yeah. <laughs> the, the synthesizers you know that sort of end of an 80s movie as the credits are rolling yeah and it, you think, well, it could be this, but it could also be that. Like, it gives you the end all that there could be something, some hope that right. you don't see. Because, you know, that's how movies used to end. You didn't get it at all wrapped up with a bow. You used to just kind of have to just go, I guess that's it, you know? <laughs> Old 80s movies in particular, they'd run right. out of film or budget, and that would be what <laughs> it was. Like, you know, you just assume they were together right. and happily, happily ever after. And happily ever after, as we know, isn't, isn't always true. I think that's the fantasy of synthwave is happily ever after, you know? Yeah. 
I mean, everyone else can write about all the dark stuff. That's fine. Yeah. No, you know. I love it. I, lo I definitely love the positivity in the music. It's very cool. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, well, guys, I really appreciate you being on Fans with Bands. It's been awesome to get to talk with, with you and get to know you. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to checking out the new album when it comes out. Um, I got just one last question. It's um, somewhat controversial, so hopefully it doesn't split you two up, but uh, it is pineapple or no pineapple on pizza? No pineapple. Pineapple. What? <laughs> Love it. Sick. It's so good. No, no I never pineapple. knew you felt this way. This is a sacrilege. Uh -oh. I can't believe that we're in this band together. What are you talking about? I'm disgusted. How by can you. you not like delicious things? No, you can't. Pineapple is my favorite fruit, but not warm and soggy. Oh. <laughs> what about you? Uh, you know, I'm with I'm with Kaylin. I, I'm like, no, no nope. way. Yeah, I like pineapple, but putting it on a pizza just feels wrong. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, it's, like a, it's just like that. I get the Asian fried rice and they serve it to me in a pineapple. That's fine. That's rice. With that's the pineapple pizza. in it. Yeah, that's fine. Well, that's hot. Yeah, I wouldn't eat that. <laughs> but, but I'm just saying I don't have a judgment for you on that. I don't have a judgment for you either. We just continue to not share pizza. <laughs> we don't, anyway, she's vegetarian. I can't have any pepperoni or anything. So she's oh, for her. Yeah, I have to be really hungry <laughs> to eat her pizza. Basil, like a nice margarita pizza. Oh, yeah. Look, yeah, love a good margarita. I do too, but... Yeah. Yeah. But nope. no, wow. no, no pepperoni on a pizza is also blasphemy. <laughs> Vegan pepperoni, you know. Wow, talk <laughs> through that monkey wrench right in there. There, yeah, I know. I told you. You're gonna go fight about it now. That's right. <laughs> well, maybe you can make up over pizza. There you go. Yeah. Okay. In All Philly, right. we'll eat Philly pizza this yes. weekend. There, there we you go. go. Yeah. Well, awesome. thank. Well, Thanks again, guys, for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah, definitely, man. 100%. All right. All right. Thanks to David, Kalen, Joe, and Gary for joining me on this episode of Fans of Bands. It was fun to learn about Von Kaiser and the synthwave genre. We delved into Von Kaiser's songwriting as well as their backstory. Von Kaiser's most recent album, Animals, is out there now, and they've got more music on the way. Be sure to check out their site and keep an eye out for shows. See the show notes for all the details and links. These are tough times for everyone in the creative industry, such as music. Your support of live streaming, purchasing music, and merchandise is critical. If you can help out your local artists, please do. If you are in the Michigan area, consider following the Playing in the Detroit Area Tonight Facebook page. It is a place for fans and bands to support each other and share our combined love of music. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast service to get each and every episode of Fans with Bands. Spread the word by rating the show and leaving a comment. We want to hear what you think. You can keep in touch by following us on social media. This is a Life in Michigan production. Until next time, be well and kick out the jams. <laughs>